Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I really enjoyed my conversation with Paige Roberts. What a great leader she is. I just really enjoy spending time with her. She's also just a terrific person. Um, hey, by the way, I got a couple of notes from friends who listen to Jeff Duncan every Friday, and they were mad because he wasn't on last week. They tuned in, and there was no Jeff Duncan. Uh, Jeff was actually in London, England, and uh, we tried desperately to get everything in, but Jeff was open to doing the, sh- the show. We just couldn't get our calendars in sync. There was, you know, every time we found the time, there was a problem. So finally, I just said, We'll give Jeff a break this week. Would have been cool, actually, to talk to him from London because what an experience that was. But we're back on track today, and next week we'll have him in the first segment of the, of the, of the show. But, Jeff, welcome back to Coast View, my friend. Good to be back. Yeah, it was, that, that schedule, the, the time change is very difficult. And the Saints, unfortunately, Ricky, their, their schedule kind of coincided with all the windows that we were trying to hit. So it just made it very difficult uh, to marry up our schedules, but I'm glad to be back today. How was London for you, man? You got a chance to you know move around a little bit while you were there. Yeah, you know if you've been to London, it's it's a logistical challenge. Everything in London, it's the most spread out city I've ever been to. I've been to just about every major city in the world, but when you're in London, everything's about logistics because uh, you, you know there's major traffic. Uh, the Saints Hotel was in a different spot from where they practiced which we were in a different spot from both those locations. And then where they played was in a different part of town. So everything was involving shuttle buses. It it reminded me a lot of covering the Olympics. When I've covered Olympics before, you really have to have a plan every day about how you're going to get to where you're going, where the venue is, where your hotel is. And London, just to give you an example, Ricky, we took an Uber ride Sunday morning to the game and it took us an hour to get there. And we were just going through half of London. That's how wow. I mean, it, it's just that's just what you deal with when you're in London and there's a train strike over there. So it, it kind of made everything uh, a little more problematic. But, man, what a great experience. The game was incredible. Uh, I know it didn't turn out the way Saints fans wanted, but it was very exciting. And the venue itself, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, incredible. But you might notice my voice is a little off. I caught a bug coming back, which is what happens when you travel. So I'm fighting <laughs> through it. Hey, when you're describing London, which I haven't been to London yet, but it reminds that it kind of sounds like Madrid, Spain. You know, just just really big and really spread out. Um, hey, listen, um, what is interesting about this game? I, I've you know, my son, who and I, I've told you this before, my son Jordan, he just doesn't like to read anything about the Saints when they lose, and I kind of feel the same way. I didn't feel that that way this week, actually, though, because as you guys have reported. The Saints have been in these games. I mean, they, they've just shot themselves in the foot. And here's the thing. We're not going to have an explosive offense. We might want to have an explosive. We're not going to have it. The offense is going to keep us in the game. Our defense is going to win the games. And, you know, once again, man, the, the beauty of having a great kicker. And he couldn't kick the 61-yard uh, game winner at the end. I mean, just literally about how the ball bounced. But that the way that ball bounced is, is the way most game, close games are going to be. If you have – one turnover or you have a, a, a an untimely p- 
penalty, or you have, in his case, a ball bounced the wrong way. That's the difference between winning and losing. But we could have we could have won most of our games so far. So that gives me a little bit of hope. Yeah, I think they made progress against the Vikings. I mean, they started slow again, and that's obviously something they've got to address offensively, especially they're even defensively. They they allowed Minnesota to go right down the field, score a touchdown. Uh, they've got to start playing with the lead a little more. I think sometimes these games get a little skewed because of the way they're played, game circumstances, right? There's no game pressure on the opponent when they're always playing with the lead. And conversely, the Saints are always playing from behind, so they're they're kind of forced to play catch-up. Uh, that's been the pretty much the trend throughout these first four games. The only game they really had a lead early was was the Tampa game, and they were up three to nothing. That's hardly a lead. So um, let's see if they can get back on track against Seattle. I like one thing I liked a lot against Minnesota is I think they started to find that identity on offense. They're going to run the ball. They're going to be a, a kind of an efficient passing attack. And even without Mike Thomas and without Alvin Kamara, I thought they played better on offense. And they should be getting Alvin Kamara back this week. He told us he's going to play. So that's a big boost to what they're trying to do. Yeah, it looked good. And, you know, again, I guess every team has to deal with this, but, you know, we're just, it kind of feels a little bit like the way the year, year ended last year with really key injuries. Now, thank God we haven't had any that's going to, from our, from our star players, that's going to take them completely out. And Devo came back last week. How did, how did you think he played? Yeah, he played fine. I thought the, the, the defense was fine. Obviously, Justin Jefferson was a problem. I mean, you put your best cornerback on him, Marshawn Lattimore, and the guy still gets 10 catches, 147 yards. Shows you how good a player Justin Jefferson is. Uh, it would have been nice if the Saints could have gotten off the field a few more times, but they did play really good red zone defense and force a lot of field goals. Uh, Adebo, I think, is working his way back into condition, and they, I think he's just going to continue to play more and more, and that's only going to solidify things on the back end. They should get Marcus May back this week. I think that's going to help a lot as well. And we finally saw Tyran Matthew make a big play in the secondary with a big interception that helped set up a score. So uh, those are all signs of progress. Hey, so, Jeff, as someone who, who you, you obviously you're an expert, you know what to look for. But there was a string of plays, uh, sort of a com- combination between turnovers, key penalties, then the fake punt. There was a point there I didn't think the Saints were ever going to get the ball back. Yeah, the fake punt was really a, a big play in the game. Credit Minnesota, they they spotted a weakness there. I mean, a young kid that doesn't play a lot, and they went right after him, and it, it worked perfectly for them. The punter, of course, played at Tulane, Ryan Wright. He was a former high school quarterback, so, uh, you know, it was well thought out. But it was it's basically like a turnover. It's a momentum changer when you convert something like that. The defense has to come right back on the field. I thought that was a big play in the game. And these are just indicative of the things that are costing the Saints right now. These these small things, they all add up. Uh, we, again, we saw more penalties. I think they had 10 penalties in this game. Uh, a lot of them on the offense, pre-snap penalties. Just things that shouldn't be happening at week four of the season with a veteran team like the Saints have. Turnovers. Too many turnovers. Yeah, the, the, the punt, fumbled punt by... Deontay Hardy, who's not really had a good start to the season. Uh, they've got to get him back on track. I mean, he's a weapon as a return man. But right now, Ricky's really a negative, not a positive. They need to get him back being the impact player he is. 
Okay, so you guys reported that um, that we're gonna have that we're gonna have uh, uh, at least our star running back back, and we lost a running back, unfortunately, to Denver, just as he was beginning to sort of find his way on the team after after not being on the team, and uh, you know, sort of, what's your assessment of the running back situation right now? Well, look, it's gonna be Alvin Kamara's show. I mean, he's he's the man back there when he's healthy, and he he talked this week and. Sounded great. He said he's raring to go. He said it was a very fluky injury to his ribs. Uh, so he's a difference maker back there. I mean, there's no one else on the team like him. Uh, that's a huge lift, I think, for the backfield. And this is what the Saints are going to be, Ricky. They're going to be a run-first team that uses play-action passing to set up, move the chain, set up the passing game. But it's going to be a running team. And they're running the ball well. The problem is, and I go back to what we said earlier, they keep falling behind. And when you get behind, you have to start passing the ball. That's not the way the Saints want to operate. So it all starts with trying to play better defense early. I think the defense is a little culpable here because they're allowing teams to score early and get the lead. And the Saints offensively just have to stop committing self-inflicted wounds. We've talked about the turnovers. They lead the entire NFL with 11 giveaways. Can't win that way. That's been a strength of the Saints. For so many years, they don't turn the ball over. Penalties, sometimes they, they live with. That's been something that they've lived with, especially defensively. They have seven defensive holding calls. That's the way the Saints play defense in the secondary. They're handsy. They grab, they hold, they're physical. They're going to get those calls because that's the way they play. They're willing to live with it. So I know Saints fans right now are upset with the officials, but the Saints are part of the blame because of the – philosophy they have defensively the way they like to play defense well you know that that one call though jeff i mean his hands were nowhere near that guy's face yeah that was uh, a, that was a bad call i mean that was a whiff uh, he saw his head kind of jerk and he thought he saw something 25 yards away uh, definitely a bad call but the the, the play on Lattimore deep that that's a 50 50 call and sometimes they're not going to go your way uh you know the saints Play, like I said, they play very physical back there. Uh, that's part of what you live with. It reminds me a little bit of like old Rick Patino basketball teams. He used to coach his defenses to like hand check and put your hand on their hip and keep the defender in front of you. And they were willing to live with those calls every once in a while because they knew the officials weren't going to call it all game. I guarantee you, Ricky, the officials let a lot of holding and, and physical stuff go with the Saints that they don't call because of the way they play. When we come back, we'll find out the latest on Michael Thomas's toe. What's Jeff's thoughts about uh, Andy Dalton? I think he threw a couple of passes that could have been intercepted. I'd be interested to hear what Jeff thinks about that. And then we'll figure out why we can't have the dominant off the defense that we expected to have. We'll see you after this break. Live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say Alexa. Open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Kofu, the final segment of Kofu with my friend Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times Picayune. And we're going to continue the conversation real we kind of got a, a quick fire, and then we're yeah. going to look at the matchup with Seattle. So here we go. First of all, Mike Thomas's toe. What you hearing? Uh, not good. He didn't practice this week, so I don't expect him to play. I'll be surprised if he plays. Kind of strange. I talked to somebody that said after the Carolina game when he got hurt, and Mike Thomas texted him and said, I'm going to be fine. And yet we haven't seen him now in almost two weeks. So that's a little concerning. Not good to see. Of course, we talked about Alvin Kamara, uh, his rib injury. He says he's ready to go. He needs to go well. We'll talk about why that's important here in a second. Andy Dalton, uh, I guess you know people generally felt good about how he played coming in off the bench the way that he did. He did seem to throw a couple of passes that were really risky. What did you think? No, look, I thought those those passes where it looked like they could have been picked were mainly just kind of miscommunication between him and the receiver. I don't think it's much as much decision-making as it was just getting on the same page. Look, Andy Dalton's the fifth different quarterback the Saints have had in 14 games. I mean, there's going to be a little bit of a transition and, and, a, and a learning process, and that's difficult to overcome. But I liked what he did. He, he drove them twice at the end of the game. In the two-minute drill, one to, to field goal opportunities. I know they were long ones, but he did what he had to do. I thought he played well enough for the Saints to win. And he's going to start this weekend, you believe? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I assume Jameis Winston is not practicing. It's going to be difficult for him to get on the field. The defense uh, is so far at moments, it has shown us that it can be the defense we expected them to be. But as we pointed out in other, other moments, you're just shaking your head. You think they'll get it together? Yeah, look, I think they're playing fine. Again, I think they're playing from behind a lot. It's very difficult to pin your ears back when you're always, uh, you know, playing uh, at, at a deficit. I thought Marcus Davenport played big last week. Uh, the run game, the run defense was solid as usual. Uh, they just need to make a few more impact plays, more sacks, more takeaways. Those will come when you're playing with a lead, when the other team's playing catch-up. We've seen how it's ha- adversely affected the Saints playing from behind, you take a few more risks, and those end up being takeaways. So I think that'll come uh, once the Saints start being more productive on offense. Yeah, I mean, you look at the, the the line, and you know, I think they did a blitz or two, but the reality was they were getting pressure on the quarterback last week. That was great to see. And we hadn't seen that kind of pressure sustained through the, throughout the game that we saw last week. That was awesome to see. Yeah, so, look, I think, I think you have to credit also Kirk Cousins played well. I mean, you see what a high-level passing attack is like when you see Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson operate. I mean, that's what it—that's what it's at. That's what Drew Brees operated at. Sometimes Marshawn Lattimore had good coverage, and he just dropped the ball perfectly into a great receiver. And you just have to tip your cap in those situations. No doubt about it. Okay, so uh, as you guys pointed out. Alvin Kamara had a Hall of Fame game last year against Seattle. Uh, how do you think we match up with Seattle? Well, look, I think this is a team that's a little dangerous. They're playing well. They're, they've been counted out without Russell Wilson. I think a lot of people thought that they were going to be a bottom feeder. And Geno Smith stepped in and is one of the top five quarterbacks in the league right now, according to the statistics. Uh, the Saints are more talented than Seattle. I think it helps also that – Seattle had to play in Detroit last week and then fly all the way back to Seattle. Then they got to fly cross country again this week. That's difficult for a young team. I think the Saints, just I like the vibe I hear, I feel from the locker room this week. Uh, they're going to come out and give their A game. And they need to come out with more energy and enthusiasm. And I think they will. 
on Sunday. This is a big game for them to kind of get back in the right direction. Why has that been missing, Jeff? Why? Well, no, I don't. I haven't put my finger on it. It's, right now, this team's still trying to find itself, Ricky. Either I don't want to say there are twenty-two independent contractors. It's not that bad, but it it definitely has a little disjointed feel. And I think I felt a little more, uh, you know, camaraderie after that game, after that loss, because there was progress against the Vikings. And I felt it a little more this week. So I think some of the leaders on this team are stepping up. Alvin Kamara was very vocal this week about having accountability. It's very difficult, though, just to blame the coaches because there's so many different players committing mistakes. I mean, I've, I've used this line before, but Dennis Allen's got to feel like he's playing whack-a-mole on the sidelines. I mean, there's as soon as he fixes one, another guy makes a mistake, and that's difficult. But one thing I would say, Ricky, this week that's important, it's going to be the subject of my column on Sunday, they got to get the Superdome back to being the hostile, menacing place it was. The Saints have lost seven of their last nine games in the Superdome. That's unheard of. Uh, they've got to get back to having a home field advantage. It's got to start on Sunday. People who have, who have studied the, the, the various stages of building the high-performing team, you form the team, then you storm, and then eventually you perform, and then you excel. But the, re, but the reality is it's possible with new coaches and all the – they're just they're just still trying to get in sync. I hope what you saw as far as this sort of you know excitement and motivation and leadership emerging, people should assume authority where authority is lacking. They're beginning to, to do that, and that we're going to see them start to take – you know, excel. We want to see them excel, and you believe they can excel. So this the, the, this is not a season that is lost, is it, my friend? No, no. For the next five in the dome, they've got to make progress there. Get that get that dome back rocking again. But the team has to give the fans reason to get up on their feet. I think they will on Sunday. It's been a pleasure to get back on track with you, Jeff. I enjoyed. I know that our listeners enjoyed as well. Have a great week, my friend, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, I look forward to it, Ricky. Have a great weekend, everyone. Have a great weekend. Enjoy cruising and uh, you know this record cruising event this weekend. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you Monday. Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Supertalk MS Coast 103.1. A Supertalk Mississippi media production.